Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And uh, today we're going to talk about, for the second time, the <laughs> the um, REMAX uh, housing report for 2023. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining in. And uh, we've just recorded this entire thing and realized it did not record. So if we are giggling, that's why, uh, because we're starting from scratch. Now, um, we're starting from scratch. We're going to talk about some fascinating things. Fascinating but things. But we have to talk about them quickly. Yes, yes, because we're now running out of time. But the good part about that is you're going to miss out a lot on the babble yeah that we love to do uh sorry we missed last week but we had a recording audio trouble last week as well what is trends. going on <laughs> so you know prices are going up and we're having techie and we're having tech problems that's for sure um okay uh i wanted to uh, you know talk a little bit leslie about briefly this time about your experience that you had with your multiple offers you know what I thought this was really interesting and I think that um it's just kind of a great story because we're seeing this happen a little bit so just just so the story is that I had an experience this week that completely demonstrates you know a point that Janelle and I have been making about this time of transition and what we're finding is that in this market, buyers are looking to the future, sellers are looking backwards. And I had a case this week where um, I had a client interested in a property. This property had a lowish asking price and um, had an offer date. Now, you don't see that across the board these days. You used to. But it did happen in this case. And this lucky, lucky seller got a few offers on the table. However... The offers were, in my opinion, looking at historic sale prices in this area, were, I don't know definitely what the other offers were, but I know ours was bang on, completely reasonable. And I have reason to believe the other two were as well. However, the seller refused all offers and is holding out for a price that he may have I don't even think he would have, but he thinks he may have received in the past. And his logic was that it'll be worth that in the future. So that's what he wants now. <laughs> yeah. And this poor listing agent, you know, essentially was on the same page as me and agreed with everything we discussed, um, but ended up concluding, what can I do? Right, right. This is the number he wants. And I have explained that we're selling today. And not in November 2025. Uh, and so you can't get a November 2025 price now. <laughs> but he's not being heard. They've relisted at a, in my opinion, grossly exaggerated asking price. And there's nothing the listing agent can do. So uh, it just, it, we see this kind of the great divide between buyers and sellers right now. And this is an experience where it, it actually happened. Yeah, and it's a tough one. And I was saying I've got a similar situation myself with a seller that I'm working with who is com- 
they're just completely unrealistic about the price that they're going to get. And they keep talking about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and although we've had an offer, it was not what they wanted. And they just seem happy to let it sit there for month after month after month. And the only advice that I could give to them, and I think I'm usually pretty stern with my clients where I can kind of say like, you're being ridiculous, but they're not listening. And the only advice I could give to them was, I think you should rent, right? rent it out. Right. You know, you're not getting that price. So right. Um, but you know, you find they don't want to do that either. So it's, it is, you're right about this divide. It's something we hadn't seen in a really long time. And it might be a case, I think in both these situations, these are sellers that don't need to sell. Yes. And that is a bit of a problem. Also, you know, have made a small fortune because. Right. There's, so there's some of that too. Yeah. You know, my people bought the, this place for $400,000, like whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and for some reason they're stuck on an amount, like one particular amount. Mm-hmm. And these really people sure this place that we didn't get bought it pre-construction and have never lived in it. It's right. sat empty ever since. And that is, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. They're apparently not hard enough. Not hard enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, we were going to talk today about a report that Remax just came out, looking back at 22 and kind of forecasting a bit for next year. Um, they just came out with this. Many of the big brokerages do a, a similar thing. Um, and so we just thought we'd kind of, highlight some of the key findings. Yeah, because they're usually pretty accurate, yeah. you know. We yeah. find that um, of all the economic reports that come out looking to the future, we do find this one is, you know, usually one of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay, so yeah, let's just start and go through kind of the the basics. So this report that they put out, we're going to talk a little bit about the Canada as a whole and then a little bit about uh, the GTA. Um and so in a nutshell, they do anticipate the market balancing out in 2023. Mm-hmm. And depending on, you know, where you are in the country, it could happen sooner or later. So they say uh, that they anticipate 60% of the market to be balanced next year. Right. Um, and although they do expect a minimal price decrease over this year of 3.3%, right. I think... That makes sense because we have to remember the first three months of 2022 were the best they've ever been. Yeah. So when we average out all of 2022, you know, the prices are going to be pretty good Yeah. overall. You know, and you know my opinion. I have a, I have a really hard time taking any information from a comparison with 2021. Yeah, you're right. I, I just, I don't see any... Um, validity to that because it was yeah, so out of work. you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's important to note here that, uh, you know, January, February, and March, first half of March in 2022 were on fire, like crazy prices. Things started to come down in March right. and they went down a little bit each month. Right. And from August to now, they've been creeping up a little bit every month. So we've stopped for the moment. It looks like the decline in price has stopped. Mm-hmm. Although we have to see what the November stats are going to be like, and that'll they'll be out in a couple of days. So yes, we're down from 2021 this time of year, but we are, you know, given where we're at, uh, we've started to go the other way, the good way now. So we're right. trending back up again. Yeah, and I mean, how alarmed can you be that we've gone down from a year ago in 2021? Because that was insanity. It was insanity. And to me, it makes more much more sense to look at what was happening in October, November, the fall of 2020. How are we in comparison to that? Yeah. And, you know, blips in all statistics, you know, have to be ignored, I believe. There are outliers and, um, you know, 
just like the reason the seller I was talking about was holding out for a significantly greater amount of money is because one house that was not really even in any way like this sold for a crazy amount of money. Exactly. There's going to be those one-offs to everything. That's right. I think 2021, for many reasons, that all makes sense, was a one-off. Yeah. Agreed. Put it out of your mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. More important, maybe, is, yeah, the trend is... It's hovering at minor increases for the last three or four months. Yeah, we just have to kind of see how it goes. Um, Some other interesting details out of this report, though, uh, they do anticipate the biggest declines being in Ontario and Western Canada. Um, And I'm not surprised by that because uh, Western Canada meeting BC, the prices are just out of control there, um, as they were in Ontario. So they're balancing out a little bit more in some areas. Um, I think in Ontario... Certainly we've had like pockets and this is part of a COVID thing too, right? Like we never saw these kind of increases in the suburbs, but because of COVID and everybody moving out and getting cheaper properties, it's all, you know, part of this weird dynamic that we're in. So I do think it makes sense for prices to come down in a lot of Ontario for sure. Mm -hmm. Not Toronto per se, although, you know, I think they anticipate some declines in, in Toronto proper, but I don't see that. Right. happening as much as I do in other areas yeah. for sure. The, the only exception to that across the country that as far as I read is um, Halifax, yeah. which experienced great growth in the last couple of years because of COVID, but is also expected to continue that growth. Yeah. Halifax is going to remain strong. It's one of the few places they've identified. And, and I know that having a, you know, a child who goes to school there, Halifax's yeah. housing market is crazy. Yeah. And it will continue in 2023. And it was, it was so slow for so long. Mm. There, It's their time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're allowed. Um, so yeah, then we had, we saw some other really interesting stats come out of this report. Um, and I love to see this, but uh, we, they talk about, in particular, 73% of Canadians still feel like home ownership is the best long-term investment that they can make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we recorded this the first time, I laughed about what the other people, best. the other 27%, what are they hoping yeah. to, Yeah. what well, do they think is the best? Yeah. Well, and so if we looked at, you know, breaking down who that 73% are, they're people who already own homes or they are people who are more affluent than the average. And so that makes sense too. I mean... You have, uh, so renters, you know, they're renting either by necessity or there are a lot of people that rent by choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And it, and it's, uh, well, it's an interesting dynamic. I have heard, you know, a lot of people say that they don't want to necessarily have the uh, responsibility of homeownership. Um, and so they've chosen to rent because of that. Um, or maybe they want the flexibility to, you know, move around or not feel like they're locked in. Uh, maybe we all have commitment problems these days. I don't know. And then you meet, you know, the odd people that, odd person that you just don't know how to have a conversation about it. So I have somebody who um, chooses to rent. They own a cottage, but their primary residence they rent. And he's, you know, we met just on the street the other day, and he said, oh, the market's crashing. Oh, home prices are going down. Oh, see what I told you. It's a good thing we didn't buy. And I'm like, if you had bought, yeah. they've gone down, but you'd have made $500,000. Yeah, what the hell? They're, yeah, they're going down. Wow, you, st- you wouldn't have made 505000 You know, yeah. you make 500000 Exactly. Like, Ooh, well, yeah. He was like, oh, I told you so. Prices are going down. So God, we it's were annoying. Better to rent. And how much have you spent in rent? Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. 
like what are we are we talking like three grand a month easy right yeah well so and, you know thirty six thousand dollars a year it's a house in north toronto for fifty five hundred a month fifty five hundred a month so that's money being thrown away that that is unbelievable to me so fifty five hundred a month and he how long is he well when we first talked about he's been renting there for i'm gonna say eight years so just so we're clear, yeah. that's five hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars he's paid in rent. Right. But I, there was no telling him that on the so sometimes you just have good to job, buddy. Nod good job. Away because, yeah, because he was all gleeful. See, prices are coming down. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I think in this world in general, you anticipate or you have an expectation that people are reasonable in their thought process, and then you come across things like that, and you're like, I, I just can't, mm-hmm. I just can't do it. Anyway, sort of, yeah, sort of like the sellers I'm dealing with right now. Um, Anyway, okay, so yes, I think um, for most of us, we do agree that homeownership is a good place to put your money. Yeah, and I like the stat that came out of this report that says that only 4% of Canadians currently don't own their home, but also never plan to own one. That's only 4%. Only 4%, yeah. And that, that makes sense to me. I mean, I think... It says that 60% of Canadians do own, 17% don't, but... Expect to. Expect to. And I, and I understand that 4% would not expect to for lots of reasons. Yeah. Right? Like they never want to, I think, you know. you're a buffoon like this guy on the street. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. He's prime candidate. I actually had one client one time who bought a house and she was a renter for a long time, bought a house and a year later wanted to sell it because she couldn't stand being a homeowner. She's just like, there was just too much to do. Well, and that's legit. And that's legit. So there are people like that, but there aren't very many of them for sure. That's a condo dweller then. That's exactly. Not rent, but right, but then these people don't want to live in a condo. Something. Yes, yeah. It's, you know, those are always the same people who don't want to pay maintenance fees, but they, but you can't have it all. There is some, you know, truth in that. I don't dispute it. Um, so yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, what we can take away from this for the most part is that, you know, we anticipate we will have a pretty steady year here in the GTA. There are markets that I've I've heard identified that are probably going to, you know, fall a little bit more than others. Oakville is one of them, and I, yeah. I don't understand necessarily why, because they don't gen- generally have these huge swings. And then Durham region is the other one people keep mentioning. And um, Durham makes sense. Durham makes sense, although uh, I have to say there is a lot of multiple offer situations going on in Durham. And things selling for over asking now, I you know, and I said the same thing about Scarborough. There just seems to be this price point somewhere between like seven ninety nine to a million, where things are really selling well. So if that's you and you've been thinking about selling, this is probably the best time to do I it. I mean, could Oakville's projections really just be? And I, maybe I'm wrong here, but yeah. a, a sense of there's, there's there are fewer transactions in Oakville. There are, and they're they're high end, right? Like a really high end, right? Maybe that's all that it takes to explain that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that could be. They're not really identifying that. They're not in that that $7.99 to $1 million. They certainly are not. Mm -hmm. No. So I don't know. I don't know. You have a long way to fall. You have a big drop if you're starting so high. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, we can say the same thing about the city of Toronto. Like you've got, you know, when we talk about declines happening in the city, you know, we have to remember that last year we may have had, you know, just randomly, you know, 200 units sell over 5 million. Right. But like, you know, this time this year, maybe there's only, you know, 100. So it does affect the overall price. That's the only thing I can think about. Yeah. You really have to look at district by district and, and, uh, 
you know, really assess type of home to type of home, yeah. right? Where otherwise you're never comparing apples to apples. I agree. And, yeah. But it leads to a good conversation about, you know, where in 2023 would be good to buy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Within the, within Toronto, within the GTA, but yeah. we can do that another time. Yeah, we will do that another time because I think that's, if we can maybe identify some pockets in the city itself that people might want to look at uh, buying, I think that'd be a good, mm-hmm. good option. Because... And again, we've talked about this before. I think it's like the best time that we've had in several years to be buying. Yeah, I hope everybody knows that if you're reading anything right now, that the richest of the rich people in the world have, you know, have gotten that way largely because of what they've done during times of a recession. And so buying up lower price real estate is one of those, yeah. one of those things. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, everybody must you're know. You're not going to get ahead. By going with the masses. No, and you must know that prices are going up again. So if they're down a little in your neighborhood, you must know they're going back up, right? Everybody must realize that. So I feel like uh, these are important things to remember. All right, and we're going to have to wrap it up. That sounds good. Short and sweet. Now, first, you're lucky you missed the first one. (laughs) (laughs) We were still would have been talking. Um, Anyway, okay. Hope uh, hope you guys are are having a great start to uh, what is going to be December tomorrow. And um, reach out and ask if you have any questions because we love to answer those. Always appreciate it when you do. We'll have our stats out for November next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that to see if the trend of the yes. minor increases continues. And this is the time I would normally tell you to make sure you follow us on our social media channels, but my our Instagram was hacked and so um and they've locked me out so unless you want to learn about bitcoin (laughs) probably don't follow me on instagram at the moment uh because leslie and i don't know anything about bitcoin and uh don't want to and um the hackers are also very happy to respond to your questions about bitcoin which is yes apparently and so um it's all it's all amusing but don't do it so next week, maybe when I get my uh, get myself sorted out, we have our, our page back, mm-hmm. I will tell you to follow us. All right. <laughs> All right. Have happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.